Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. In this world, there is conflict between individuals. We see all the time that relationships are broken. There is stress, there is tension between people, and that's unfortunate, but sometimes it's simply the matter of fact that someone has done something wrong they have offended us and we are angry we are hurt and that that connection that we had isn't the same now what should be our desire not retribution messiah did not come into this world seeking retribution to to do something in order that he would have revenge against humanity for our sinfulness we don't see that whatsoever he came for restoration not revenge he came to do the work of reconciliation that we might be forgiven and he made that forgiveness possible he came in order to demonstrate god's mercy and compassion that he has for us who offended god and i would say the wisest thing that we can pray is that that same type of love a love that desires to forgive and will even do what's necessary so that forgiveness can be experienced and that there can be reconciliation well as you know last week we left off in the middle of chapter 22 of the book of joshua and we have seen emphasized in the scripture that there are are tribes on the east side of the jordan river and those on the western side in fact the vast majority are on the west and there is some concern of isolation we talked about how this this half tribe of manasseh form kind of a connection some being on the east some being on the west to keep that that connection between all the tribes of israel and now we saw something we saw last week that the children of reuben the children of god the children of that half tribe manasseh they did something they build a very impressive altar one before the jordan river before crossing over and they did that for a reason the question is why and the problem is this as we looked at it was it something similar to what happened many years later when there was that breach between judah and israel and in the north we see something in israel the northern tribes did something they decided to set up two altars one in dan and the other one in shamron and the king said this 
it's too far for us to go to jerusalem in other words it doesn't matter the the framework that god has set up we'll worship where we want to worship we'll do it our way and we'll proclaim our own festival now realize that and i think this has something of great significance and that is it was seen as wrong for them to proclaim a festival of their own making and therefore we need to always respond to god's instructions that's what worship is when we do it his way and not our way so the view the assumption and it was a pretty strong assumption that they made this large altar one that was very impressive that's what the text says and the the thought was this that they are going to use that altar instead of the altar in shiloh and they wouldn't have to go to that location location to worship but they would choose their altar and because of that act of disobedience or perceived act of disobedience what happens well the other tribes are ready to go to war the question is is it right that they should go to war did they correctly ascertain what was the motivation of that tribe these three tribes two tribes dan or excuse me god and Reuben and the half tribe of manasseh did they ascertain correctly what their motivation was is it justified well they did something and this is a very important principle and it's this we're going to see that they sent pinchas who is the high priest now and also also the leaders of all the additional tribes and also the leaders of those over a thousand so very important people they sent this this group of individuals leaders this group of men to reuven god and the half tribe of manasseh to inquire what is going on what is the purpose of this altar now this teaches us a very important principle and that is this someone may have done something it may be the wrong thing to do it may not be but before you get angry and respond do the mature thing speak with them ask them for example they might agree with you you know what i did was wrong what i did was uncaring what i did was was mean-spirited and i need to ask forgiveness that can happen it may be that they can see why you're upset that they can see why you thought this was their motivation for doing that but it was not their motivation they had an entirely different intent reason perspective and even if it's the wrong thing to do if they did not do it with that evil or malicious intent they simply did it and it was the wrong thing but not in the wrong motivation it might be easier to forgive there might be an understanding or it might be and this is what we're going to see today that they had a good motivation for doing this a right one they were concerned about 
this separation and therefore they built this altar for an entirely different reason than the other tribes those other nine and a half tribes were thinking and when they heard this notice we're going to find even though they are preparing for war against their brethren in the end there was no reason for that so wisdom go and lovingly confront see what was the action why was that action done was it done with maliciousness and evil intent was it to offend or maybe it was just simply thoughtless maybe the person didn't think of it in the same way that you are thinking of it so always give an opportunity for there to be an understanding before there's an action whether you just uh, stop talking to that person that you ignore them that you're cold towards them that you whatever it might be do what the scripture says if you know that someone has something against you you go to them but if you have something against them you should go take others with you in order that it might be solved and there might be reconciliation and there does not have to be that malice those hard feelings that hurt that that uh, despair within well look with me to this 22nd chapter of the book of joshua and we're going to begin with verse 17 where we left off remember we see that 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 group of individuals they went and they were confronting but they were inquiring at first what's the meaning of this now they had their view and they're going to share with them how they see what they've done look if you would to verse 17 we read this it's a word for small or little or insignificant so this group led by pichas the high priest and the leaders of the other tribes they arrive there and they say was too small too little too insignificant the the transgression of peor which we have not been purified from even until this day so they're saying we're still suffering the consequences of that this sin that took place in pure what was that improper worship that the people fell into idolatry now this has a very and very important implication for us and it's this if these tribes reuben god and the half tribe of manashe if they were worshiping even if they were doing it the right way but in the wrong location what is that idolatry this term peor speaks of israel falling into idolatry under the leadership of bilam that we meet in the book of numbers and is spoken of in other places peter spoke of him jude spoke of him in the book of revelation spoke of him very evil one and they're saying we are still uh, recovering from that that act of idolatry what's the takeaway for us when we worship god incorrectly it is idolatry 
and that's why hear this very carefully if we aren't worshiping god properly if we're doing something that he did not command or doing it in a way that he did not command it is idolatrous and i will say to you today there is much idolatry within believers today how they're worshiping different denominations and such they worship in a way that is not scripturally sound and we all i want you to hear that we all let me make it personal i need to when i worship god always ask myself based upon the authority of god's word based upon the leadership of the holy spirit am i worshiping in a way that is biblically correct that meets the the admonitions in the scripture if not it is so serious to worship god incorrectly so this is the question here it's not by accident that that specific sin that we meet in numbers 25 is referenced here so is it too little too insignificant too small the the iniquity of peor which even to this day we have not been purified from and it came about a plague against the congregation of the lord that is the word for the witness of the lord those who are called to bear witness verse 18 and that you have turned and we're going to see this is to turn away this day from the lord now that is their thought this group this delegation that went from the western side of the jordan river this delegation is asking the question are you in idolatry have you this day turned away from the lord from following after him and and has it come about that you have rebelled this day against the lord and their concern is this see they know something that that disobedience is very contagious write that down make a note of it for your family for the congregation that you are part of disobedience rebelliousness doing things the wrong way is very contagious one person begins there's no consequences there's no discipline people turn a blind eye to that type of behavior and it spreads like wildfire that is what this scripture is saying so verse verse 18 the second part that it shall come about that you will rebel this day against the lord and tomorrow that's literally what it says this is a word for the future tomorrow meaning in the future against all the congregation of israel he will be angry and this word for being angry relates to wrath i've mentioned it before it's the same word that in modern hebrew we get the term ketsephet which is like whipped cream and and what it's speaking about is we've all seen an animal get angry and they begin to froth at the mouth and this is the image here of god it's making god angry just like a wild animal gets gets angry and begins to froth at the mouth this is this word for for anger and the concern is 
You know, today you do it, tomorrow he's guilty, or we're all guilty. We've all fallen into this, and God's angry against us. Verse 19. But uh, if unclean, impure is the land of your inheritance, then pass, you shall pass to the land of the inheritance of the Lord. Meaning this, if where you are is impure, if you're at a location where you are among the, the enemy, among idolatry, if this land is so impure that it's having an impure effect upon you, then, then you need to, to do something. He's saying here that you need to change, that you need to pass over to the inheritance of the Lord. Where? Notice what he says. The tabernacle dwelt there. The tabernacle of the Lord. And he's talking about our inheritance in your midst, meaning come join us. If, if this land where you are, the land of Gilead, we'll come to that term in a moment. If it's unclean and having an unclean effect upon you, then leave that. Come over. We'll receive you. This inheritance that God has given to us, that we've received, we'll share it with you. What they're saying is, we want to be together. We don't want this conflict. We will do what's necessary with our own means to bring you so that we are reconciled. That there's no hardship, that there's no uh, anger, there's no breach of relationship between us. A very important statement that is said here then they conclude by saying middle of verse 19 but against the lord do not rebel and us do not rebel by you building for yourselves an altar besides the altar of the lord our god what they're saying is there's only one altar you can't have another one this is the progressive revelation that I mentioned in our study of Psalm 88. And the reason why I say that is this. At one time, people built altars at various places. Now, that's no longer allowed. There can only be one altar at that dispensation we're talking about, Shiloh. Later on, it's going to be Jerusalem. And there is no other place other than Jerusalem that there can be an altar that God is going to approve of. That's the message of of this text. Very important that we see this. This calling, do not rebel, realize that the Lord God, our God, only has one place. Verse 20. Now, they want these individuals reuben god and the half tribe of banashay they want them to see what they're doing from a biblical perspective look at verse 20. they give an example from the history recent history surely achan the son of zarak what did he do he utterly acted treacherously with this matter of the harem when he should have destroyed everything unto the lord 
and concerning all the congregation of israel that's that same word for witness or those who bear testimony against all the congregation what happened was the wrath was god's anger because one man disobeyed now the situation is much worse not just one man but two and a half tribes are in what they perceive to be as rebellious now we need to remember something this delegation that represents those of the children of israel on the west of the jordan river they haven't done anything yes they are prepared for battle but they have not gone to war what had they've done they're seeking reconciliation they're calling the people to repentance and they're inquiring what what is it that you've done have you rebelled this day against us against the lord have you turned away from him that's what they're asking and they're saying from our standpoint this looks a lot like achan the son of zerach when he acted treacherously in regard to the harem that uh that spoil that he was supposed to destroy and upon all the congregation of israel was this this wrath that god placed his wrath and he it says but he is one man one man was guilty but it says not uh him alone uh died because of his transgression what does that mean many were were put to death many lost their life so one man can bring about great hardship and great uh, judgment from god and they don't want this and therefore they've taken it upon themselves to go and it's not just going next door or getting in a car and driving 15 minutes or a half an hour it involved quite a trip it was treacherous it was difficult and it also was costly for them to travel all that distance but it's important it's a spiritual manner and when you're dealing with a spiritual manner and this is another important principle don't think dollars and cents think about what is the right thing to do because if you are doing the right thing god will take care of the costs understand that when you do the wrong wrong thing you pay it on your own so they do just that verse 21 now we're going to see the response the children of reuben the children of god and the half tribe of manasseh they answered and they spoke to the heads of the thousands of israel meaning this delegation these uh important men and they said this verse 22 to god the lord to god the lord he knows so the god of gods we want to get this right verse 22 the god of gods is the lord the god of god the god of gods the lord he knows and now they're saying in israel he will also know now what they're saying is this god knows everything why do they say that el elohim the god of gods they're saying that for this reason they are confessing and they want the people this delegation to know we know and you need to know 
that you can't lie to god god knows all things so we're going to confess now speak testify about what has gone on what we have done god knows and you will also know if keep reading in verse 22 if with rebellion and with an act of treacherousness against the lord the implication is we behave if that's the case do not uh, save us this day they're saying if we've done what you're accusing us of or at least stating that you think it may be if this is the case god knows the truth you're going to know and if it's so we don't want to be saved this day we want to be punished we want to die for such a grievous sin but we're going to find this was not their heart i want to say that again it was not the heart it was not the intention it was not the desire and it was not an act as the others thought it was now what are we talking about look at verse 23 to build for us an altar we didn't build this altar in order to turn away from the lord saying this was not what this is about or to offer up burnt offerings upon it offerings of of burnt offerings or the grain offerings or to do upon it sacrifices of peace offerings if this is the case then let the lord seek meaning the lord let him seek us we're we're guilty but they're saying this is not what what we've done we have not built an altar to offer up burnt offerings grain offerings sacrifices upon it if this is the case then let god seek and place his punishment upon us that's the implication so what did they do well they're going to tell us verse 24 and it is not out of worry now what they're saying is was it not out of some concern we did this because we were concerned literally daga we were worried about something so our motivation in building this ark building this altar yes we built an altar but you need to understand the motivation behind it they're saying it was not for the purpose of offering sacrifices offering burnt offerings offering grain that word mincha none of those reasons that you're thinking was our heart this was not our intent to do that look again at our our verse verse 24 but but was it not out of a concern that that this matter we have done this in regard of a concern a fear a worrisome thing this is why we have done this this thing saying tomorrow now they're saying why tomorrow meaning in the future your sons will say to our sons saying what is it to you and to the lord the god of israel meaning this their concern that they're going to say in the future you know what what is it 
between us and you. You are over there. Therefore, you don't have any connection to us, nor do you have a connection to the Lord because God's people is here in this place. Now, they had a concern that they were going to be segregated, that they were going to be seen differently because they live in a different place, and that in the future, that next generations would say, you know, you're not really part of us. This was the concern. Why did they have that concern? Look at verse 25. And a border the Lord has set between us and between you, between the children of Reuben and between the children of God. And what was that border? The Jordan River. So their concern is this. In the future, the generations are going to say later on, you know, the border is the Jordan River. And the people of the Lord God of Israel are on the west side. You're not there. God made this border for a reason. It's to cut you off. You're not part of us. This is their concern. Very important that we see it, the Jordan. And then look at the end of verse 25, that second part. You do not have a portion in the Lord. And and let it cease between you and between us. Why? Let, Let this relationship cease between us because the fear of the Lord. You don't have that fear of the Lord. If you did, you wouldn't be over there. You'd be among us. This is their concern. So what do they do? Well, look on to verse 25. We've said, let us please for ourselves build an altar, not for burnt offerings nor for sacrifices. So they're saying, this altar is not a place of worship. It is not for coming together like in Shiloh and offering up burnt offerings and sacrifices. This is not what it's about. This is not a place of worship, a secondary or an alternative place of worship. This was what was done later on when when the the children of that northern nation of israel when they set up those two altars of the lord there which weren't altars of the lord because there's only one place jerusalem look now to verse verse 26 again they were saying we did this for ourselves to to build this altar but not for offering up burnt offerings or sacrifices verse 27 but here's the purpose we built it not as a place of worship not as a place of sacrifice but as a testimony between us and between you and between our generations after us why to serve to serve the worship of the lord before him with the offering up of offerings and sacrifices and peace offerings so that they would not say your children would not say to us tomorrow tomorrow that you have no portion in the lord 
they built this impressive altar not for sacrifices but as a witness the word is in hebrew ed as a place of testimony that we built this on the western side in order to show that even though we're on the eastern we have a a place an inheritance what's the inheritance the lord and that's why we come just like you to shiloh they don't want to be cut off they don't want that jordan river to be a barrier of separation it's two different locations and that eastern side shows god's purposes in the kingdom that it's going to go beyond that we've already learned in in an earlier chapter chapter 20 about about the cities of refuge on the eastern side they don't want anything to hinder that future fulfillment that's what they're saying they don't want to be told we have no inheritance with you verse 28 and we said that it shall come about that they should say unto us and unto our generations tomorrow that we should say look at the pattern of the altar of the lord which our fathers did so they're saying if that should happen we can go to that place and testify look what our fathers did in making that pattern for an altar but again they say not for burnt offerings not for sacrifices but why for a testimony for a witness between us and between you that's why we did it because we want to keep this connection with you and we're recognizing that shiloh is indeed where the true altar where sacrifices can be made not at this one that's why it was so large and so impressive not for worship purposes but for a testimony look at verse 29. now they are continuing their response and notice what they say Halila, which means we could translate it god forbid that's basically the implication god forbid that it should be thus to us that we should rebel against the lord and to turn this day from away from the lord and to build an altar for offerings and grain sacrifices and other sacrifices beyond that of the altar of the lord our god which is before his tabernacle where's his tabernacle in shiloh so they in the strongest way possible in this word Khalila, god forbid they're saying no way was this our intent now after hearing that there's no reason for anger there's no reason for concern there's no reason for war and notice the response now verse 30. Pichas, the priests and the leaders of the congregation that is the same word witness and the heads of a thousand when they that were with him with, with all those that were with uh Pincus, when they heard these things which the children of reuben the children of god and the children of manasseh which they spoke 
so now we're going to hear their response they heard the testimony why this this altar was built and now they're going to respond verse 31 it says here excuse me verse 30 it was good in their eyes meaning they approved of it now notice they were preparing for war but there was no reason for it when they heard the motivations and here's the key what they perceived what they thought was entirely wrong there was none of their concern about them turning away from the lord they didn't want to be pushed away from the lord and separated from those on the western side so it says here that when pinchas the priests and the leaders of a thousand and the leaders of the tribes that were with pinchas when they heard that it says it was good in their eyes verse 31 now and pinchas the son of eliezer the priest he said to the children of reuben and the children of god and the children of manasseh today we know that the lord is in our midst because you did not behave treacherously with this treacherous act against the lord what are they saying pincus is saying we know that what we thought was this treacherous act it was not and instead of there being separation and disunity really god is in our midst why there's unity we have the same concern and god gives unity and when there's disunity it's because at least someone has moved away from the truth and the only way for there to be unity is not by compromise but rather by one returning to the truth god's truth is the basis for unity verse verse 31 the second part then then you've saved the children of israel from the hand of the lord now what does it mean there at the end of verse 31 therefore you have saved the children of israel from the hand of the lord here's the message if these other tribes on the west if they had attacked and went to war it would have brought god's judgment upon them and it would have brought about great destruction the wrath of the lord so they in keeping with the spirit of the lord acknowledging the place of worship and agreement their desire for this altar that they built that was large and impressive in the end it brought about and showed that god was in their midst and there was no need for them to go to war verse 32 and pinchas the son of eleazar the priest he returned also the leaders meaning the leaders of those tribes and the the it says pinchas and the leaders they returned from the children of Reuben and the children of god and they went away from the land of gilead back to the land of canaan to the children of israel and they returned to them this word so they showed them 
reported what the truth of the matter was and when they heard it meaning all the people notice what it says look now to verse 33 and this matter was good in the eyes of the children of israel and what did they do it says here they the children of israel bless god so because they did it right they went there without acting uh, rashly hastily and going to war because they they went to inquire and saying this is how we see this and when they heard no this was not our intent what happens because they did it the right way it says that that they bless the children of israel bless god meaning it's an idiom for worship and they did not say to go up they did not come back with the the command let's go up for war let's take our soldiers up they didn't come back with that in order to destroy the land which the children of reuben and the children of god dwelt upon it so there was no what destruction now here again a very important principle when we act based upon our impressions how we see things when we don't do the respectful thing and go and confront in love confront with an open mind and listen to the response of that person again maybe they did something wrong maybe they didn't but maybe they had no intention and they can say you know what i see why you would think that but believe me i didn't do it for this reason i had an totally different thought in my mind and when that is put forth it makes forgiveness and reconciliation all that more easier so we see here instead of destruction what happened well go back to to verse 33 in the middle blessing came about not not destruction but blessing now let's look at our last verse verse 34 and the children of reuben and the children of god called the the altar that ed that a testimony they called that altar by the word ed as a testimony a witness that that he meaning the lord is among us for the lord he is god so what they said was we built this altar as a testimony to proclaim that for us it is the lord he is god what a wonderful act led by a right motivation now let me conclude by this can right motivations be perceived incorrectly yes and they frequently are and that's why it's so important and what this really is a lesson in is communication don't act until you find out what was done why it was done how it was done all of these things because if you're only operating on partial information well as it says here the the outcome could be disastrous it could waste so much if they would have went to war rashly hastily without the information they would have destroyed that land but beyond that god would have judged the rest of the children of israel on the west it would have brought about horrible things 
and what's the implication of that it would benefit the enemy so when we don't do it god's way we are benefiting the enemy's objectives and not ours and not the lord's well i'll close with that what a wonderful chapter that teaching us some very practical uh advice that we need to implement into our life much more often i would suggest than we probably think until next week and we meet again for midnight from jerusalem may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week may the lord bless you in our messiah yeshua that is jesus as you walk with him shalom from israel